AustralianMusiciansRadio.com Australian Musicians Radio advises the following program may contain coarse language, adult themes, unsolicited product placement, quality banter, unscripted bullshit, dad jokes, cringeworthy puns, lewd anecdotes, general fuckery, and lots and lots of local, independent, original music. Hi, I'm Daniel M. Pert. Welcome to Bar Talk. Say it now, you got me on my knees Take my heart and put it on my sleeve Swirl it round, better so you leave I'm better now, learning how to breathe Breathe, 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 breathe. I've been trying to figure out what's right with us Cause we just had a moment We cried so hard we laughed I know it don't feel like before But maybe that's a good thing We just had a moment We never had And it don't add up at all me on my knees take my heart and put it on my sleeve swirl it round better so you live i'm better now learning how to breathe 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 I'm better now, learning how to breathe I'm better now 
G'day, it's Gareth McDowell here from AMR Content, and you are listening to Bar Talk on the one and only AMR. I know you hate to take it from a young G like me, but a bitch you can't name a young G like me. That's why I'm trying to preach my G and teach my G. If you don't work, you don't eat. Yo, hustle, get the bag. 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 Watch me do my money dance. Watch me do my money dance. Yo, hustle, get the bag. 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 Watch me do my money dance. Watch me do my money dance. Yo, hustle, get the bag. 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 Yo, hustle, Fowdy Dowdy, everyone. Welcome, welcome, my cherubs. Welcome, my my aged cheeses, and welcome, my uh, just right about to hit best before date peoples. Welcome to another episode of your favourite of your favourite show that is about. Jeez, oh, well, what are we about, Turch? We're about great Australian and New Zealand music. Damn and, right. Uh, that's what we're about here. <laughs> Damn right, son. Welcome to another episode of the the music show, aka Bar Talk, with myself, who you are sick and tired of, I'm sure, and uh, the, this man over here that's it's just you know decided to barge in for another episode. It's it's Turch from the We Only Do One Take podcast, the only podcast that is a total shit show. Oh, um, and the last episode we did was a complete shit show. <laughs> I'm amazed we survived it. <laughs> How are you doing, my friend? It's been a little while since we've caught up. 
It has, it has. And, and I still haven't got you on my show, but that will all change very soon. That will all change very soon. But I've been doing very well in this uh, lockdown world of Melbourne. Yes. We've been, uh, I've been very safe here in my chrysalis that is my uh, study, where I've had to do both my uh, exciting recording of podcasts and my professional work. Uh, that I- that is my job, mm. but that's okay. It, it it it's it's starting to feel like home. I'm almost molded into my oh. new chair here, and that's half the battle. He's almost turned into one of the furnishings, like you know that that scene <laughs> in uh, Harry Potter where the guy turns into the couch. Yes, that's yes. that's um. I'm actually feeling more Homer Simpson when he really gets deep oh. into that couch with Mr. Burns yes. next to him. I can almost <laughs> do my whole job with my foot, but that's a. Uh, that's a that's a skill that I'm still perfecting. I think you've slowly melted into the bush, as they say. <laughs> Speaking of Simpsons, I, I wish I knew more Simpsons references. I was um, this is probably going to shock you. I was the kid that wasn't allowed to watch the Simpsons uh, because I don't think my parents quite got all the jokes, and, and, they, uh, and they they never quite realised that the jokes would probably fly over my head, which they yep. they still do half the time. There's a lot of references in that show I don't get. The good thing is that you only have to watch the first 10 seasons of The Simpsons. Mm. And I'm sure this is where the hate mail is going to come. But the first <laughs> 10 seasons of The Simpsons are the only ones you really need to watch. The rest uh, is, um, uh, you know, you can watch it if you want, but the t- first 10 seasons are the most important. Is and it- even the first season, you can sort of avoid. Start in season two, you'll be fine. <laughs> so, wasn't the only show that's lasted longer. I mean, The Simpsons is still running, so it'll probably beat it. But the show that's lasted longer was Cops, which was up until recently still running. And, and the thing is- oh, I would have thought it'd be like Days of Our Lives or um, Neighbours has probably been going longer than The Simpsons at this point <laughs> this in time. In, this is in America. Neighbours has probably uh, okay. been running longer. But yep. as far as primetime TV in America, Cops was the longest running show. So, it's like, is Cops the same? It's like the first, first 10 seasons, they were raw and rough and like, you know, they were the fresh thing. It's like after the first 10 seasons, it's like, is it just not the same? I just, are the coppers not, you know, not doing the same level of, level of uh, physical- Let's you know. Physical, I don't know. Uh, probably just more weapons in the future. Just, <laughs> that would that would that would just be you know more less running and more running with tasers and and probably. another uh, military type weapons. Yes, <laughs> yes. I can't wait for that season to come out where they're carrying a uh, a, a nuke a nuke artillery piece. You know the old the old artillery piece from the fifties that would literally oh, shoot yeah. nuclear bombs. As a libertarian, I absolutely think people should be able to own nuclear weapons. That's a that's a that's a, a goddamn right. <laughs> no taxes, and nuclear weapons in my backyard. Why not? <laughs> it's Mister Mick libertarianism over here, uh, and <laughs> out with another episode of why nukes should be private. Uh, <laughs> I've got, I've got. That's that's, that's got, the next. That's when you come on our show, and uh, we'll convince you. We'll convince you. Got got Kim on the line here. He's uh, got a few words to say. Uh, <laughs> hey, mate. That's fine by me. I'll talk to him. No worries at all. Me, Nick, and that, hopefully, he can introduce me to Dennis Rodman. I'd love to meet him. Oh yeah, is he one of your uh, <laughs> one of your childhood heroes? Is he? Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. Did you see he won a couple of rings with Michael Jordan? That's it. You know, can't That's go it. wrong. Yeah, I didn't know you were a basketball guy. I, uh, I- you know, with my height and my Italian heritage, who, who no one would think it. <laughs> Has the Italian team ever made it to the Olympics? That's what I want to know. Look, we don't we don't talk about the Italian basketball team. We stick with the soccer team, maybe the rugby team. We have a cricket team, but again, we won't talk about the Italian that. Has a, the, Italian, the Italian has a cricket cricket team. Yeah, so I found this out a weird way Do where they, I just wanted to know uh, when, as a joke. And we have like there's different divisions within the professional sort of leagues of when, cricket, and it Italian is 
internationally ranked, like in the fourth division. So uh, we obviously don't care about it that much. You get a certain top you know, twenty country, but there are like what five international teams that everyone cares about. So that doesn't yeah. surprise me. But is it like? Oh, sorry, sorry, Italian cricket players are they like soccer mm. players if if somebody births a wide ball do they suddenly keel over and scream i don't know I, I've ne- I must admit I'll, i've never watched italian cricket but then again i really don't watch a str- uh, um, regular cricket that's on the television very often <laughs> i just get the updates from people who do watch it it's one of those weird sports it's like golf right you watch it and you go no one's actually winning and no one's actually losing until right at the end <laughs> And so, there's no anticipation, like, you know, there's no back and forth, there's no plays, there's no this, there. It's just, like, at the end. It's like a flip of a coin. Like, you don't really care. Like, in, in the middle of the air of the coin, you don't care. It's when it lands. That's the the the, the, the result. It's, it's not about the journey in cricket. <laughs> it's about the it's about the ducks. It's about so the that, result. That's yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. Well- I must say, uh, we should probably give a little chitty chat about what we've just come off of. Uh, Absolutely. Absolute banging openers. We mm. started off with uh, Aora's brand new single, Breathe. Now, this Aora is um, a local girl. She's from Melbourne, Melbourne singer-songwriter. Um, it's her second release of this year. This one was an absolute brilliant example of the dark pop that's coming out of Melbourne right now. So, it's very not- um, It's very in- indicative of what's been coming out of Melbourne in, in terms mm. of the alt pop out of this year. Uh, we've played quite a bit of it. We've interviewed artists that are delving into that thing, such as Luna Vexa. Mm. But Aora's version had some really cool twists in it. Not only was the synth work just- absolutely where it needed to be but there was a cool and i'll ask for you what your thoughts were on this one but what i really liked was you could hear at some point so there sample parts of her (gasps) breath in time with the percussion which which makes sense in terms of the theme it's very much a sort of claustrophobic sort of song Mm. in terms of the themes but it was some there were cool aspects of that built into the production which is which was really cool. I think the I think not only that the production was really well done, but it's a, for me it was about the orchestration mm. and the fact those those really nice um, like orchestral like you know especially like almost like chamber orchestra esque type lines that were in the back yeah. supporting the digital um, parts of the music like the digital drums and the synth and this and that. And for me it was that real nice marriage of of the digital and analog instruments and mm. it's something that I think. We've, we we they used to do back in the day, but digital instruments sounded shit back in the day, and now I think people have just gone no no we're just going to go all digital keep it all similar, and now we're starting to see within pop music in general the introduction back of analog type instruments like guitar and piano and this and that can, uh, crossing over with the digital instruments. I think more of that should be happening, but it was really cool to hear it in uh, you know an indie Australian song. Yeah, it certainly stood out. We played it on. Our other show, Min Factory, I saw last week. Um, so, it's obviously Gareth, the station man, has been absolutely loving it, and I don't blame <laughs> him. It was, yeah, it's definitely a standout from this year. Um, so, congrats, Aora. And mention to the music video. Mm. Man, you gave me so many music videos to watch today. <laughs> well, I'm not the ones filming them. Like, you make it no, sound I like know. I'm doing all the work. <laughs> I didn't sit there and, you know, storyboard the thing, then then mix it, <laughs> then film it, then edit it. No. 
Uh, no, no, you didn't, but you did give me a whole bunch to watch and a whole bunch I of did. stuff to listen to very quickly while I was trying to, <laughs> trying to work today. So, if my work suffered today, people, you know what I was doing. You know how to blame. But it was Why cool. Mondays? It always, Why are Mondays your least productive day, your boss says? <laughs> well, I was just listening to some good music. I was good drinking. Music. It's very obviously I was drinking, but that's a different story altogether. <laughs> but, no, but the it, it almost felt like the music video was like, felt like a one take all the way through, you know, very much like my podcast is one take, hope for the best. Uh, but this, unlike our show, ended up really awesome. The, uh, the, the She gave it the um, Sinead O'Connor treatment with the zoomed up mm. face. And mm. I won't mention too much about it because go and watch it. It is really cool. But one, I've got one word for you. Just one word. Prosthetics. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Not prosthetics. Uh, what's the word? Uh, fucking makeup. Oh, well, good makeup artistry, makeup, nonetheless. Makeup. I'm, I'm thinking of prosthetics. Uh, prosthetic prosthetics, like fake arm. No, it was um. Ah, oh, you know the one. It's uh, fake blood and shit. That one. Yeah. What's whatever? What's yeah. the proper word term for that? I can't remember. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm just going the makeup. The makeup, makeup. artistry makeup. work was uh was fantastic. Yeah. I know a couple of people that do that sort of stuff, and it is so cool how realistic it can look, mm. but. Go and give it a squiz, people. It's it's mm, bit of nice if you're into that thing. Um, <laughs> now, after that, Turch, total mm. total three sixty, um, and not just from musical style, but also location. That next artist, Jay Hustle, with the dollar sign, mm. uh, dollar dollar bills, y'all, is from <laughs> New Zealand. Now, guess how old he was or is? Sorry. <laughs> Dude, you just told me just before the show, and I, I'm just still flabbergasted. The guy's only like 14. You told me you- he was four. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> he's the youngest. I'm pretty sure he's the youngest artist we've ever featured, not just since we've relaunched the podcast in the three years I've been doing this. I don't yeah. think I've ever played anyone. We've played 17-year-olds all the time. I've interviewed 17-year-olds. I think I've played a couple of 16-year-olds, but 14 that's amazing. 14 years old, and he's already thinking about the hustle. When I was 14, <laughs> I was still pissing my pants every week. <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, potentially just about to move into liking girls and doing all that sort of thing. But this guy's already thinking, nah, stuff that. Let me just, let me just do some cool rapping and producing his own music. But and- the- Amazing. But he's an artist, he's a producer, he's a DJ and an entrepreneur, which makes sense. Uh, but seriously, that drop, that bass drop, mm. is probably the best bass drop I've heard in a quite a while. That didn't oh. hold back. He just, there's so much energy. And I guess it's the whole youth thing. You can say, oh, it's, mm. you know, he hasn't gone old yet. He hasn't become an adult and done real life shit. But, mm. I mean, it's just phenomenal that there is, and it wasn't a simple song by any means production-wise. There was a lot going on. There was a lot mm. of- a lot of production elements in there. It wasn't just wasn't very simple. There's a lot of more complex elements. Um, but as I said, the drop just yeah, it was something special. That oh, was awesome. It's awesome. Like to, just to come out of. It's good to see. You know, there seems to be a, a big movement within. You know, like a lot of the older artists, even the American pop scene, are sort of moving on. Like even Taylor Swift or you know, to, like people like uh, Katy Perry and all that. They're sort of being pushed out of the scene a little bit. Where like. Uh, people like what's her name? Um, uh, Dua Lipa. I know she's from the UK, but Dua Lipa's coming in. She's really young. She's mm. really fresh, really different. Or even um, I know Lizzo's been around for a little bit. Like had an album or two before but, this, but like her, she's really young comparatively but to even to Billie these Eilish. Other artists. 
which is probably the most yeah, recent exactly. famous example of someone under 18 getting big before they're of legal age. She was 16, yeah. I think, when she started getting famous. Yeah. This guy's still got two years to go before that. Lord was, <laughs> what, 16 when Pure so, Heron yeah. came out? And again, another great Kiwi artist coming in so young. He's um, Congrats on him, too. He's just signed with TMRW, which is formerly known as Ministry of Sound. So, he's certainly got a bright future ahead of him. And the song's called Monkey Dance. And it was definitely, as it says here, it was def- the video, it was definitely towards the TikTok the TikTok crowd, yeah. bit of the. I'll tell you what, if, if I was four, t- if I was fourteen, get chicks like that to dance in a warehouse <laughs> for me, I would be very impressed with myself. Uh, <laughs> I have no comment. No, it was there was a lot of really cool choreography going on in there. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It's cool. It's cool. Um, good Definitely job. check it out. Good job. Definitely check it out. Good job hustling. Uh, keep the hustle. <laughs> that kid's going to be a, a that kid's going to be a multi millionaire before he hits eighteen with his uh, frugal frugal advice. <laughs> I think there is a little bit of a, like advice that he gives throughout the song. So mm. yeah, <laughs> good stuff. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. So check those songs out. They're both out now as always. Uh, thank you, PR files, and of course, um, Nick Knack for sending them in. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited this week. Speaking of just absolute pop pop sensations, um, I had the absolute pleasure the other day of chatting to another New Zealand artist this week, um, VK, who is making so many waves over in, in the in in the Kiwi lands. Um, really went some really cool conversation, and by far was probably the wackiest interview I've done in a long time. So yeah, she was so much. It was so much fun. I had yeah, I was. I was genuinely pleasantly surprised how crazy the interview got. Um, we were we were on the f- we were almost on the floor laughing by the end of it. So it gives you a good indication of where uh, we got to. Cannot wait! Cannot wait to hear it. <laughs> yeah, but she's a certified um, top ten hitter over in over in the in the New Zealands. So she's doing really cool stuff, and I was so happy to get into more detail about that and uh, what what sort of led up to her putting out her recent EP. So that's after the break, but before that. Um, again, another 360, a lot of really- <laughs> The songs are all over the place in terms of style, but in a good the, the way. The diversity of the songs that you sent through to me this week was phenomenal. And yeah, I, I was I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I was expecting, you know, a bunch of songs sort of, you know, all in the same sort of genre, but this just went left, right, up, down, north, south, east, west. It was great. Yeah, I know. I was like, it was, it was a really, really bizarre week in terms of how- Different the songs were. This one again, totally different. It's um Oh My My's brand new single, Lover Lover. Mm. Oh damn! What? I'll, let, why don't you start out on this one? Because this one was man. Uh, first of all, you know, I, I always talk. I think I talked about this last time I was on the show. But for me, one of the most important things about music is dynamic changes and uh, changes in volume, pitch, and all a bunch of other little things. But volume um, and building up on a theme. And this one here was a very chill song, and it felt like it was a song about longing uh, to me anyway. But there was a super ominous guitar parts in the mm. verses, but that awesome build-up that happened in the final chorus that kept yes. growing and growing and growing with the surreal images that were happening on the video clip. Um, it was just this really nice mesh of sur- surrealness, being chill, and that big build-up all together was just great song. Great song when it comes like that. Was the closest thing this week we had to a guitar solo in the instrumental, but (laughs) 
What I've also noticed this week, and it's not just this song, a lot of the instrumental parts of the tracks this week are really, really strong. And yeah. it does. Like, there was more gated drums than you could throw an 80s <laughs> 80s synth pop album at. Prince, uh, Prince would be proud. He would be. He would be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gated gated uh, reverb to Minneapolis and back. But just absolutely thumping percussion. Um, then this mm. sort of chorusy, again, 80s inspired chorusy guitar running through mm. the whole thing. And really builds up a really, really sort of desperate tension, which I liked. Mm. And then the music video sort of just added to that. I felt like I was watching a Primus video. <laughs> it I was know. so dark, though. As in, like, just, no- j- just adding to like the whole Mr. Crinkle or, yeah. uh, you know, something like that off, um, off Frizzle Fry. Not Frizzle Fry, the other one. Oh, my brain's just fried. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, like the third Primus album. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. But it was just like the whole masks thing. Like I remember mm. you've and this is going off topic here, but your your show you've mentioned before as you went came on last time that you you interviewed a fairy. But we did. We this did. is more like the uh farmyard animal <laughs> version of it. A bit more latex involved. Yeah, that's right. Different fetish altogether. <laughs> yes. But like I tell you what, there, I don't think there's a single a single iota of white colour in that, that music video. Nah. But it's all reds and blacks. Mm. This is awesome. Like I said, the, the, the combination of that with, the, with the, the music, it was almost like a really opposite end of the spectrum yeah. where you got this real surreal imagery with you know, people dressed up in, in masks doing weird stuff with all the very, uh, you know, saturated colours. Yeah. And then you've got this song that does build up but is very chill for most of the song with these really ominous parts all the way along. And all, all out, as you said, at the end, the crescendo, that final chorus, I I know it's relatively common to sort of change, inflect the melody for the final chorus, mm. but he just, the singer, I'm trying to find out the singer's name here. I'm terribly sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's um Tim, the singer. And correct mm. me, and guys, correct me if, oh my, my, correct me if I'm wrong here, but, but Tim, the singer, has, he totally changes up the melodies, you notice, like it's just- mm. All, it's all different. It's not just it's layered that, vocals. It's, it's that building just- on building on a theme, building on the mm. like you know like classical yeah. composers back in the day. They'd write a theme, then be part B, and then it's that like development of the theme, which moves you on to the next part. It's yeah. still familiar enough, you know, because repetition, you know, you know, in music is you know, builds uh, builds confidence. Mm. But just changing it just that little bit, people still familiar with it enough to accept the new changes that are occurring. And that's mm. what he's done there. He's still built the confidence, but that subtle little changes brings that little bit more tension throughout that last chorus, which is just what you want. Exactly. I I don't see any reason why we should be holding our dear listeners back any longer. <laughs> uh, here it is. It's Love a Love, Love a Lover's new song. No, it's uh, Oh My My's song. Oh My My, I'm getting this wrong. It's their new song, Love a Lover. And then after that, I'm chained to VK. Um, so I'm going to push you away for a second. I'm going <laughs> to touch. I'm going to be talking to you sooner than you realize. That's right. So go and go and relax <laughs> for soul. a bit. You poor soul. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back on Bar Talk. Do not go anywhere. You're not coming home tonight, lover, lover, wrapped in the arms of a Sleeping alone at night Lover, lover 
I grew faded. Our clocks lost all devotion. Time is now a bitter notion. I don't feel you. You can't take anything from me. What's it to you? You're not coming home tonight, lover. Well, well, folks, welcome back. Welcome back to the Bar Talk podcast, episode 22. Hope you enjoyed whatever we just played. Now, I don't want to beat around the bush, to say the least. Uh, I am very excited because this, well, my guest for this week has recently released her EP, Fine Lines, and what a fine EP it is. Uh, she's a good associate of our of our, our friend Prince, who we interviewed a few weeks ago, and is currently in the middle of a national tour of New Zealand. Uh, I know New Zealand's a small country, but, you know, national in front of something always sounds better. Anyway, I, I want to I wanna make sure that, you know, we keep things straight to the point. So, let's introduce her now. I've got VK on the line. VK, how are you? 
Kia ora. Hey, I'm great. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm as good as good as I can. I've, um, yeah, I'm just sitting here, got a nice glass of fruit juice beside me. And I'm excited about this chat because you've put yeah, out- Yeah, me a- too. Because <laughs> you put out a really cool EP. It's got a really sort of slick um, pro- you know, production style to it. It's very sort of in your face in terms of the, the production elements that you use. So, firstly, I want to say congratulations on the release of the EP. You must be Thank must you. be feeling pretty good. Now, this is EP number No, it one. is the first. It's EP number one. Yeah, no, I was about to say. No, she hasn't released a self-titled debut yet, has she? No. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't. Uh, I wanted to be different, actually. Oh. I was like, oh, well, let's do it. Let's do a name. We're going to do a theme. We're going to do an era. Until the next one. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Okay. So, I'm, I'm interested to dig into that because mm-hmm. you're obviously trying to conjure up a sort of tone with this, this EP. Is that right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Let's, let's get straight into that. So, I want to know sort of what, what is that tone and what do you, I guess, what was the, the idea behind the message you're trying to put out with this one? I know that's a deep question to to start off on, but you know, let's jump off the deep end. Let's get let's get the really hard questions out of the way. Then we can chat shit for the last half of the interview. How does that sound? <laughs> oh, hey, uh, it's all good. It's all good. I'm I'm open. I'm open. Um, yeah. So the the EP kind of stems from a. Uh, basically I was going through a, oh, PS, I might just put a disclaimer in here. If you hear animals or cows or sheep, I live on a farm, so okay. I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. So, what, what sounds, actually, let's, let's divulge for a sec. What, what animal sounds can we expect? And, uh, how many sheep. points do we get for, for making out like a moo or a bar or, a, you know, a neigh? Ten, 10 points for sheep, okay. 10 points for cows, 100 points for the cat. <laughs> But I'm guessing the cat's the only one in the room, though. Correct. So, is it just a very uh, silent piano, cat? Actually. Or have you laterally locked it out of the room so it doesn't chew on your no, cables? No, she just, no, she's just having a sleep on my piano. Oh, okay. okay. So, um, how many how many symphonies has it written on the piano? Blah, 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 blah. Just up and down the, up and down the keyboard. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny when I'm uh, rehearsing, actually, and I've got the big subs on and she just, she kind of walks on and then subsequently gets a big fright and kind of just like jumps <laughs> off. Like, with a, like uh, it's, honestly, it's like a American, like funny home video. It's so hilarious. Her tail goes right up her, and she goes, pussy. Did, <laughs> did you guys have New Zealand home videos back in the day? Like it was like the new, like a local one? Because we had an Australian funniest home videos. And it was. I um, don't think we did. Really? Oh, well, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I don't. I don't know. Because <laughs> we used to. We ran for like twenty years over here. It was like a big. We used to love. I don't know how big oh, it actually oh. was, but um, in terms of like, but I mean, it ran for twenty years, so it must have been relatively big. But it was like one of the shows that, as a kid, I used to love because it was just like silly, so funny, s- stupid humor, and it was like, you know everyday people doing stupid things. So I'm guessing you guys just must have got the American repeats then. Yeah, I'd say so. Classic. A classic. I know they overlapped. Like, they actually took <clears throat> some of the videos that were from America, but there was a lot of Aussie stuff, and then they'd have prizes and that for people with the funniest local home video. And it was, yeah. And the voiceovers oh. were all Aussie. Like, it was an Aussie production. And I used to love it. My grandma my, my grandma loved it. It was, like, such a family-friendly show. <laughs> Any age could enjoy it. I love that. I love that. Um, so sorry, we digress. Um, the EP. I love so digressing. Like, I digress is like my catchphrase of this show. 
because it happens so often. <laughs> oh, dear. Me too, though. Me too. Um, so, so the EP kind of stems from, um, so two years ago, um, so I lived in Dunedin yeah. in New Zealand uh, for seven years. So for uh, Australian listeners, basically it's, uh, cold and miserable and it's filled with students who like to party and it's like 25,000 students I don't know I can't remember um, and it's like you know everyone's moved out of home for the first time and like has no rain kind of thing so I'll let your imagination run wild on that one so um, so Dunedin's yeah because Dunedin's down the bottom almost well relatively speaking you've got like <clears throat> it's below Christchurch isn't it yeah it's really yeah it's um you, you, I wouldn't. You can go further, but it's like uh, why are all the university towns in either rainy, wet, or cold locations? Think Boston is not exactly a tropical location. Melbourne <laughs> is known as the rainy city. The four seasons in one day. Uh, you know. Oh yeah, that sounds like Dunedin. Yeah, and then Dunedin, as you say, is like cold. You know. It's like not not exactly a tropical paradise. I think young people would want to be in warm areas. Like mm. maybe it's the other way around. Maybe know. it's the retire. Maybe that's why retirees because maybe it's to be far away from the retirees as possible because the retirees always want to go up, go up north <laughs> or south, depending on maybe. what end of the end of the world you live on. Maybe I don't know, but it it, it certainly seems to be a, a common theme. I mean, I've never been to Harvard, but um, it does look lush <laughs> there. So uh, maybe I don't know. So like, yeah, um, Boston. Maybe. Like it's right up the. You know, it's not like not in Florida. It's something like New England or whatever. That's like near the top of America. Oh. Sorry, sorry, Alaska. <laughs> we, I don't think we've had anyone listen from Alaska yet, so we can probably bag on them a bit. <laughs> I wish I could go to Alaska, uh, but alas, coronavirus. Um, <laughs> in- <laughs> Maybe in five so, years at this stage. Five. <laughs> Another decade, yeah, twenty twenty three, twenty thirty. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, we should we should. You were about to go through a bit about the the tones behind the all the the meaning the meaning whatever Correct. tones whatever I don't care. Uh, something yeah. about the EP, what your aims were. Uh, yeah, so we'll let so you let you explain for a bit. <laughs> Yeah, so when I was so when I was living in Dunedin, I kind of um, succumbed to had become succumbed to uh, a drum and bass. <clears throat> so that culture with drum and bass um, in New Zealand, it's huge. It's like a drum and bass or nothing. It's it's crazy. It's just blown up here. Um, and so I kind of became really lost in the party lifestyle, um, and I sort of alienated a lot of my old friends um for people who i thought that were like nice genuine people uh, but unfortunately you know if, if you have a group of like 30 people like i don't i really don't care what people what people say there's always going to be uh like little nuances between people like you might not quite like such and such as much as such and such, such. like it's just human nature right so when i le- was leaving dunedin i was um I felt really, really sick. Oh, and this is not a where I feel sorry for me kind of story at all. It's just it's just what happened. It really um, is. It's the really- sob backstory guy. Wink guys, wink wink. We've got to feel yeah, sorry exactly. for her. This is like the sob, you know, this is the break this is the version <laughs> of her breakup. This is what this we're is gonna like- <laughs> the, Yeah, this is, this is like the part of it. It's like the part of X Factor when, like, you know they're going to get through when it's like, this is my story. This is kind of it, right? Um, so It's, I it's more tragedy than a Shakespearean, I- Shakespearean play. Exactly, exactly. So I was uh, kind of um, needing to get sober. I fell really sick 
physically and mentally. Uh, I, I went, was going through surgery and all that kind of stuff. And I broke up with a long-term boyfriend. So it mm. was a really crappy time. Um, and honestly, I just packed my stuff and I just left. I moved back. I like went home. I like said, I'm going on a break. <clears throat> um, we all know what that means. So uh, then, <laughs> then I went and I ironically, I went to a Celine Dion concert. She's amazing. Celine Dion concert with mum. Okay. And I, and I was like, what have I been doing? I need to go do my own stuff. So went back to Dunedin, grabbed my keyboard, everything that I needed, moved back home and um, uh, reached out to a producer <clears throat> who also lived in Dunedin for a period of time. Hmm. Uh, she was um, from Dunedin. Her name's Abigail Nutson, goes under the artist name Missy. And she, um, I'm a, I've always been a big fan of her work. Um, she's incredibly musical um you know comes from a classical background like myself um like i wouldn't i would honestly say like a genius like she just has this grasp on music that is that is otherworldly and so to be under her tutelage has been an absolute privilege so i wanted to kind of um write music that helped me process what i had kind of been going through so i went at went at the uh, EP from the angle of like talking about my diagnosis by, with bipolar, talking about my diagnosis essentially with endometriosis and interstitial cystitis. Um, I wanted to tackle the idea of toxic friendships and how um, the party lifestyle is such a detriment and 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 can be a detriment and and how important it is for young people who I believe you know it's getting younger and younger the the world's getting more crazy and and people want to escape from that and find like a, another reality with whatever music that they gel with and obviously with that comes its own you know negative things that if if you do it in excess it becomes a serious issue so i really wanted to shine light on that and um because i just don't think there's enough of it like i mean i'm not saying that musicians don't talk about mental health but there's just not enough and there's in my personal opinion there's not enough songs on the radio that are talking about like some real shit like oh okay like bipolar sucks like it's and i talk about bipolar as in my bipolar because it, it differs from person to person like what i experience and what my symptoms are are different to somebody else and that's what makes it like quite tricky to navigate there's no textbook on that so my way of navigating through that has been through music i was gonna say you say not enough songs in the charts however Come on, congrats! I just actually saw this. You managed to get to num- you managed to get a top ten hit out of fine lines. So you know, I did. It's, it's, get, it's changing. Crazy. <laughs> That's you must feel pretty like pretty. That must feel otherworldly to get you know to think. Oh, this is something you know I'm not used to hearing on the radio, but people are actually listening to it. It's real bizarre. Like honestly, it's real bizarre. I mean, I knew that it was going to go one of two ways. It was either going to be a massive fail or it was going to be. Uh, you know people would kind of gel with it and like the fact that more I mean I was stoked with like one person liking it but you know obviously you know um fine lines is really kind of taken off ironically in Dunedin so obviously it's a subject that people are really kind of noticing and I 
that's dope. I mean, that's dope. People need to talk about it. Um, parents need to talk about um, alcohol and drug use with their kids. Like, they just have to. It needs to be part of the sex talk now because it's just um, the kids have their phones all of the time. I'm a teacher as well, music teacher. The kids have their phones literally. It's like an extension of their hand. It's 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 crazy. Um, and so they're seeing stuff all the time. Like, they're getting fed things by the media um things by like that they watch on netflix and that kind of thing so i think the younger that the well there is of course you know maybe like 12 13 12, 13 14 i think is like why not talk about it like the more you talk about it to begin with the more you can prevent and educate and and sort of kind of work through um how to not get sucked into those really intense peer pressure situations mm. I was going to say, they are pre- they're coming out that young these days with the phones. They pretty much um, swap the umbilical cord for an iPhone. No, it's true. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's so, it's, it's actually really scary. It's like, it's like they um, can't, like I was saying to one of my students, I was like, um, you know, even at university, which was like not that long ago, it was only seven years ago, especially my first year. Yeah. yeah. Um, like we... I mean, I had a laptop for sure, but a lot of the resources were in the library and a lot of what, especially like music history and stuff, like there's heaps of stuff online now, but um, back then it was like you had to go to the library and like read mm. a book and then like, miss, that takes so long. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And that, But then that also you, you, you get that detriment as well when it's like you're trying to teach them how to sing and they're like, but miss, it's not happening like, you know, immediately. It's like, well you've got this false reality in your hands. It's not what real life is like, you know, but that's, you know, and I guess that's why I wanted to talk about some real life shit uh, because kids need to hear about it. Adults need to hear about it. Grandparents. It's still there, even though the technology's around (laughs) real life is still surprisingly still there. I know, I know it's pretty hard to say that now when we're all locked inside, (laughs) but well, as in we are, you're you're free to run around, you lucky bastards. But um, kind of. Well, <laughs> I well, I mean, I am. I live in the middle of nowhere on a farm, but like my family and I work um, in Auckland. So yeah, <clears throat> I mean that's still level two point five, which is kind of like it's a bit ambiguous. No one really knows what it means, um, but it certainly means that musicians can't. Play in, the numbers, in bars, Mason. Is, the numbers. What do the numbers mean? Yeah, is well, it a bit like that? No, yeah, it is. It is. But the rest of the country is in uh, hopefully fingers and toes and arms and whatever else cross that we we go to level one, so that at least when we uh, do our tour, that um, yeah. more than a hundred people can come. I mean, that's on the premise that a hundred people will come in the first place, <laughs> even if you know. But um, you know, at least it allows for. Um, that kind of literally extra room because that hundred includes obviously you know bar staff and us musicians and the door staff so it really kind of leaves only like 80 people which you know if they're coming down for a place that has you know food and stuff as well it fills up pretty quickly Mm, which is Um, pretty reasonable you nearly went to music teaching mode there with your heads and shoulders knees and toes too like, you know, that, that old, all right, kids, let's do it all together now. <laughs> Heads and shoulders, knees and toes. Yeah, no. um, uh, um, yeah. You'll hear me say cool bananas a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm usually, oh, yeah, cool beans is the other one I hear. Oh, cool beans. 
Oh, I started saying that too. Coolio. Don't know where that one came from, but uh, yeah, it's like different variations. It's not just cool. That's so previous generation. Oh, you're funny. Oh, oh, stop it, you. No. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) We should probably play one of the tracks. What one were we going to play? Yeah. That's right. We were speaking about fine lines and how appropriate that we're actually going to play it. Um, so, yes. tell us a bit about that, uh, just real quickly, how production-wise that song came about between you and Abigail. Yeah. So, um, I, although am not the most amazing producer in the world, I am. I can produce 100%, but I don't have the, the nuances that, like, Abby has. Mm. Um, but I love sound design like for me for example like when flume came on the scene like he's a huge influence of mine and i was just like holy moly these sounds are so cool and and like watching his uh like interviews and stuff it's like they were really like created out of well not thin air really but like created to sound different so that was kind of like a, a, a big thing for me behind this track. So we sampled um, my pill bottles, just to clarify that our prescription. <laughs> um, so pill bottles, um, like pen dropping, paper ripping. Um, I, I, <laughs> I went to the bathroom and the washing machine was going and, you know, you're singing along to yourself because you've been singing the song all day. And the washing, ma- washing machine sounded so sick. I was like, man, if you lowered this and turned it into a sub, Oh. It would be dope, and that's what we did. That's you, what we did. You did the old sampling so the trick. You pulled a, you pulled yeah. a Pink Floyd, just popping mics in random spots. Let's just put a filler in. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> there is, I know, you know, actually, now that you mentioned that, though, I can sort of tell there's like these sort of weird sounds going in the background. It's like, did I actually hear that, or was that just something happening in the next room? There is a bit of that going on throughout the whole whole record. I noticed. Correct. Correct. Yeah, and that's and that's just. I don't know. Like, I think every artist has their signature thing that they do. And like, for me, I just think it's rad. I think it's really cool. Um, it's, it's kind of innovative in a way that people can't really copy your sounds. And I think that's really important to sound different. Um, and there's also been a lot of, uh, sampling of traditional Ukrainian instruments. So I was born hmm. in the Ukraine, came to New Zealand when I was okay. really young. And I wanted to touch on my family history too. So there's lots in there and I've had uh, reviews that say every time they listen, uh, they hear something new. So that's, I think, a good thing. The wild Ruthenian plains. <laughs> the horsemen of the steppe. <laughs> Accidental invasions of, of Crimea. That's what comes to mind when I hear the EP. No, <laughs> I'm guessing VK is a, is a Ukrainian name or Ukrainian derived name, I'm guessing. Um, interestingly, uh, well, I mean, I, my name is Veronica, uh, but spelt with a K, which is a Ukrainian spelling. And uh, it, it high, uh, well, my whole life, everyone spelt my name with a C and it's like, no, no, it's Veronica with a K. So then my friends just started calling me VK and it kind of just is accentuated, like eventuated from there. Nice. That's, that's cool. That's a cool background because I was going to ask where the name came from. Anyway, let's not, let's, let's, uh, let's keep it A-OK and uh, play fine lines. <laughs> Uh, cool bananas. We'll be <laughs> we'll be back soon, folks. Don't go anywhere. <laughs>
Ay, 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 ay. That was good. Um, <laughs> guys, that was Fine Lines. The uh, And I don't get to say this often on this show, but the hit smash by VK. Uh, and you bet. <laughs> I love come on. it. That's come on. very strange to hear, but I, I, yeah, keep going. Come on. <laughs> Come on, say it when you you got to milk that. You got to you know, use a farm pun. You got to milk the cow. Oh, when you do can. you know we milk sheep? But uh, yes. Oh, you do. You got sheep milk. Um, I'm trying so to think. Weird. Just just for the milk, or do you make cheese or something out of it? I I think so. Um, well, I don't milk the sheep. That's not for me. But the farmers oh, okay. milk the sheep. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So you haven't got your hands dirty yet. Um. Yes, just not milking the sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever um? Because growing up on a farm as well, and specifically a sheep farm, what I had to do was help dad with the tailing. I don't know if they, they do that on the farm you're on. Um, no, they- I think they just they, they leave them. Um, okay. They just they, – but I got to feed the lambs, you know, all seasons. Oh. That was super cute. They're so super cute. When we used to have to when, – whenever um, – the sheep's parents died on our farm. We'd have to orphan. They'd obviously get orphaned by us, and we'd have a pen specifically for them, or for a while. And they um would we'd feed them, and they absolutely like the rest of them would really be scared of you. But these ones knew that you're like you're just the funny, funny looking big sheep now. Um, yeah, and exactly. so you know, they absolutely they loved, loved it. it. And the funniest thing was because they got used to you putting a teat out to suck it. They would just suck anything you put out, put out your fingers, yeah. and they just start sucking your fingers. And it's just like yep. the weirdest but most satisfying. Like it's so like it was. I know this probably sounds really bad and and makes me sound like a weirdo, but it was like the weirdest. But okay, this sounds really bad, but it's like the weirdest best feeling because it's like sort of like a really mas- it almost massaged your fingers. Like I know that's going to sound <laughs> super weird. It's like Daniel, what the <laughs> fuck? That explains everything. Growing up, getting sucked <laughs> off by a lamb. It's like- Holy shit. I, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't look as bad as it sounds. And your mum would tell me off. It's like, Daniel, stop doing that. They're not going to get any milk that way. It's like- okay, Crikey, it's, I'm going to have a, have a bloody aneurysm. The- <laughs> Crikey. Okay. Uh, that's enough of Daniel's childhood, childhood adventures. Wink. Uh, it's time we talked to VK about her, her music. I want to just backtrack on something you mentioned on the previous in the previous segment in the previous part. Mm. You mentioned obviously bipolar is obviously a very well known disease. Everybody has a even a brief understanding of it, uh, mm. even though it might not be detailed. But then you mentioned other two other ones, and if you don't mind me asking, um, these other two conditions that you mentioned you had, I was just hoping maybe mm. you could elaborate on that because I think people can definitely learn more uh, about about other people, oh, and yeah. it helps certainly bring more awareness to whatever conditions they may be. Yeah. Um, so, um, so I'll start off with uh, endometriosis. So, yeah. basically, it's a disorder where tissue that normally lines um, within the uterus grows outside the uterus. So, mm. it's very, very painful. So, um, sorry if this is awkward for you, but it's just bad. no. That's so okay. When a when a, when a, like a woman um, gets her period, like it's 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 so excruciatingly painful. Like, mm. I mean, I'd have to take a week off school. I couldn't walk. I'd throw up. Um, I would, yeah, it was just absolutely awful. And then, like, a lot of my other friends were like, are, are you all right? Like, that's, like, we don't get that. And, like, I just thought that I was real unfortunate. Um, and so it actually wasn't until I was, hang on, 26, 5, 4, 3. So I was 24 when I was diagnosed with endometriosis, um, which meant that, like, most of my life I just had no idea why my 
like periods were so unbearably painful. So yeah. I had yeah. um I had a surgery to get rid of the uh, endometriosis, um, which worked. Um, oh, nice. The yeah, but the prob like the problem is is that the uh, like for women that suffer with endometriosis, getting pregnant can be quite difficult. So. Mm. That, 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 you know, I'm quite a maternal person. I've always wanted children, so that's why I treat my cat like a child. Yeah, you mentioned that beforehand, be yeah. Have you. <laughs> you know, so, um, so that, that sucks. Um, but then we also, on top of that, we have interstitial cystitis, which is just like the, the, honestly, it's so shit. So it's like, it feels like you have, for the women listening, it feels like you have, um, a UTI every single day of your life, um, your, your bladder hurts there's like it's just sucks it's just really um and it's quite like awkward like it's not it's not a place of the body that like a lot of people want to talk about anyway yeah um but it also you know it also creates um i get a lot of uh like i've had a, quite a few kidney infections as a result so hospitalized quite often um which yeah, it's just it's not the best thing, but hey, like at the end of the day, the the, the best way for me to um to kind of I don't know what the word is get not get better, but like get used to um having these illnesses because it's certainly been a, a huge life adjustment. Like, I mean, I can't go and do a lot of things that normal people can do. Like, I can't go to the gym and like lift stuff. I'll just hurt myself and end up in hospital. So mm. I um I just I, my life is quite probably quite boring especially in comparison to my days gone by like you know partying like four nights a week I mean that's not good in itself but like you know I was so outgoing I'd go to the gym I'd go running like you know um but when I got sick all of that changed so for me to walk like four kilometers in a day like that's like uh so my energy so I burn twice as much energy as a normal person so like for me 4k's is like Whew, we've been for a 40k hike for a normal person so it's like yeah. um um and i say normal like there's a that's a broad term i mean for somebody who doesn't have these have these illnesses yeah. so um that is pretty shit um but hey like for me as long as i get to make music and perform and regardless of the pain that i have like the pain that i have goes away when i'm on stage it's like masked by the adrenaline mm. it's one of the only times that i forget about all of it and just can be free and be myself um so that's why music is like kind of naturally stems from uh from having these conditions you know yeah so did you were you always into because you mentioned that you have a bit of a classical background so i'm interested did you play a particular mm. instrument growing up or something yeah so um i play the piano mm. um i started studying class so my my mom and my babushka, so that's grandma in Russian, they both finished um, musical school, a, a, which was like additional to their studies um, in the former Soviet Union. And yeah. even now it's quite common for parents to like, you know, expect their children to play an instrument as well. So um, we had a piano, piano in the house and I was quite young. Uh, I must have been like three or four or something. And I started playing these chords just like na like naturally I don't, I don't know I just kind of gravitated towards it and uh, mum was like whoa like let's get you some lessons and um, I think at that time there was a lot of uh, I love my family but like quite a bit of arrogance when it came to classical music versus pop music it was like this weird misconception that like classical music was like more intelligent than pop music ah, the uh, just... classic the classic the classic hubris the uh... yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, and it's so incorrect. It's so not true. Um, and it, but I mean, no one knew that until way later down the track. So, um, you know, I studied classical piano. I I did ballet. I did drama school. Um, I did. Um, I in, and then when I was about fourteen, fifteen is when I started formal uh, singing training. So I. Like, if I'm entirely honest, I always wanted to be a songwriter, but I think I, like, made myself believe that I wanted to be an opera singer to, like, somehow appease my parents, like, weird expectations of me at that particular time. And then it wasn't until um, I had to have my tonsils out where I, I, like, I literally couldn't sing for nine months because, as we now know, I have, like, all these diseases, so that's why it took me so long to recover. Uh, but throughout that time, I thought, oh, I just don't want to go back to classical singing. Also, my teacher was, like, straight-up abusive. Um, like, not physically, but, like, not nice. Yeah. I'm dyslexic, so it's like, well, good thing you're dyslexic, otherwise you'd be just stupid. Like, it's like, okay, cool. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I went to music theater and, um, I'm not, a, I'm not a music theater kid. I mean, they're, 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 I can't, I mean, I can dance, but I, I'm not, a, I'm certainly not, my dancing is certainly not up to where like my singing and my playing is and my, my sort of mm. my acting is. So then I went to jazz, absolutely love jazz. Then when I finished jazz, uh, sorry, I finished I was going to say, leave some talent jazz. for the rest of us. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> then know. I finished jazz. I don't know, I then just, I went to my avant-garde minimalist phase. Yeah, well, that was a wild I mean, ride. It, it, was, it was quite. It was quite the ride. You're quite correct. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then I was like, I'm going to be a rock star. So I recorded a rock EP, um, and it was dope. I had the best time ever. It failed miserably, but I had the best time ever. <laughs> And, and then I just Jerry Lee Lewis singing on the keyboard, you know, great falls back, <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> just like yeah, it was it was a it was an aggressive time, yeah. sure. Uh, but that yeah, again, that came from and it's funny listening to the to the tracks actually because I mean you can tell that uh, I'm smoking all sorts of stuff like the voice is quite husky like it's quite like it's it's really bizarre but yeah you know as i said i had the best time ever and um i don't regret anything so sorry we went on a massive journey but that's basically my story so you've basically gone through like three to four separate genre swaps before settling on your first ep so you're not coming at this from like i'm green i don't know what i'm doing i'm really gullible no you've come from a space where like you've had all this background and then like no yeah. this is this is where i'm going to start to make my mark so do you think you're going to be <laughs> one of those artists that and i do ask this quite a bit because it's i like hearing what the differences are between different artists but do you mm. think you will keep genre swapping and you know style hopping as you progress through your career hell yeah i mean okay i i think i say this in in most interviews that i do but it, it, it's such an integral part of my musical mm. journey um I don't care what people say. I am, like, such a huge uh, fan of Taylor Swift. And the reason for that is, like, mm. okay, firstly, you don't win, uh, uh, you know, uh, Artist of the Decade if you're crap. You Wait, did she have- win Artist of the Decade? Yeah. Uh, this is how, yeah. how out of the loop I am with, like, what's happening in America. Um, oh, no. Which, yeah, so, which, I mean- which, uh, which, which publication or whatever told her that? Was it? Uh, American Music Awards. Oh, okay. So, like, legit Artist of the Decade. Okay. That's, that's, oh, yeah, that's yeah, fair. Yeah. You know, she's got, like, 10 plus Grammys like mm. you know she's got all these other awards like she and the thing is is that um you know she started off you know this country girl with a guitar and then 
essentially she eventually she ended up in pop and she smashed it and then she did this reputation uh, album and tour and was like hip-hop and smashed it and then her last album was like more of like a like a love story kind of album she smashed it and now she's gone to folk which is like entirely not anything we've heard from her before and i really appreciate that every um era that she has is like this um facet of her uh, musicality that we haven't yet heard before and I think because I come from so many places musically it would be almost like an injustice to just stay within one genre and also as well I mean sounds are evolving constantly all the time um, new instruments and new uh, plugins are being made all the time um, and and no one is the same person at 21 as they are when they're like yeah. 26 27 like uh, you know the the psyche ages and, and matures and changes and your preferences change so um, absolutely. I mean, I want to do it all. <laughs> I want to do it all kind of thing. Um, definitely stick within pop, definitely stick within like, you know, the bassy thing for a while, but like, you know, I'd love to do some acoustic stuff further down the line, I think for sure. 100%. Cool. That's, you know, I was going to, I was going to ask more questions about that, but I think that's a pretty well-rounded answer. I, you've, you've certainly gone into it more depth than most people give on that one. So I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I like to talk. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Um, I'm just just looking at the clock. But let's real briefly before we do wrap it up, just uh, quickly chat because you're halfway through your tour, I believe, at the moment as of uh, release. So as of release, no, we haven't started. Uh, we, but we, we would be. But 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 this is as of recording, Veronica. Remember, this is oh. pre-recorded. <gasps> the magic of the internet. Um, yeah. <laughs> Talks about how internet's changing everything, then backtracks. Is oh yeah, no, everything's happening as of now. Pfft. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, sorry, oh. that was a <laughs> that was a that was a bad diss. I do apologise. <laughs> as of recording, okay. you'll be smack bang in the middle of it. Uh, okay. So you would have just done your actually, you would have just done your Dunedin show on the weekend just passed, and you'll be going yeah. to Wellington on the eighth, and then yes, Okune. As uh, Alana mentioned Okuni. the other week, Akuni, <laughs> we had a joke about this. Don't worry if you listen back to the the Prince episode. Yeah, we did have a good old we did have a good old laugh about the pronunciation. But Akuni, <laughs> Akuni, whatever we we were undecided as well um, on the tenth as well, and apparently that's going to be the fun the fun the sort of you know party show for you know for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be yeah, it's going to be. A lot of hippies live in Alcuni, so and a lot of ski bums. So it's like mm. it's like a ski town. So it's like I'm 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 hoping for a for a send. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I don't know if you guys say that over there, what? but yeah, no, I'm not quite sure what that means. Like a like a proper let's go full hog full bore. Oh right. Safely, safely, uh, like- and legally. <laughs> um, for the purposes of this interview, yes. <clears throat> Yeah, well, I mean, my EP is kind of like you need to be careful with with what you're doing. So that's kind of you know, I want to throw the party, but uh, be like, M- Mama, like Mama VK, like Mama you, VK, you, you need to calm Babushka down. Babushka VK. Oh, Babushka VK, I love that. <laughs> Keeping it. You should do a cover. Actually, you should totally do a cover of um, Kate Bush's Babushka. Uh, that would that would go Babushka, off. Babushka, Babushka, oh Babushka. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen I the video for that? The, the, 
funniest thing, I, I was in Melbourne in February and I was in one of the malls and I heard that song. I feel like that's an omen. This is an omen. <laughs> can, you, <laughs> can you do a cover on your next set? Can you at least, actually, if you ever come down to Melbourne, um, propo- I'm propositioning this to you. When, whenever you get to play in Melbourne next, um, yep. we'll try and get along and see you because it would be awesome. But can you guys totally cover Babushka at your Melbourne gig? Can yep. that, can that be a promise? Especially for you. <gasps> Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I will. I actually will. I'm going to have to write it down. Yeah. Um, but, you know, whenever I'm allowed to leave the country, 100%. Because <laughs> that would be epic. It's such a, it's such a like, over-the-top song. And then I feel like, you know, with your with your in-the-face style, like, and this is a genuine genuine suggestion, I reckon it would actually suit really well. You can you can oh. call me full of bullshit, but that's that's Daniel's- um. That's Daniel's suggestion for the week. I, I only give no, out one I, per week. My my advice is my advice isn't cheap, but I do give out one for free. Uh, <laughs> the rest you can organise a payment plan at DanielAdvice.com. No, um, <laughs> but yes, oh, Wellington is happening in two. Uh, oh yes, uh, next week, and then of course, yeah, uh, Wellington and Okuni next week. I'm sure it'll all be all on your pages and that. So speaking oh, of, absolutely. Please go and give us a rundown on all of the socials, where we can find the music and where we can find your stuff. Cool bananas. So, we've got- uh, See? I did it again. (laughs) That's strike two. (laughs) So, um, you can find everywhere, like Instagram, Facebook. What else is there? Uh, Uh, Twitter, YouTube, all the regulars. I don't have a Twitter. I don't have a Twitter, but I have got a YouTube. It's at VK Music. So, V-I-K-A-E Music. Um, on, on Spotify, uh, Deezer, Apple, um, everywhere else. It's just V-I-K-A-E. Like, it's easy to find. No umlaut. Um, they don't allow for umlauts, Google. I don't think. Pardon? I said I don't think Apple allows for umlauts in their in their URLs. <laughs> no. No, they don't. They don't. Um, so, yeah, at, uh, VK Music at VK, www.vkmusic.com. Uh, like, I'm everywhere. Everywhere. Come support me, please. Uh, my EP is only $4.20. <laughs> Take from that as you will. Uh, blaze it, folks. Blaze that track. Yeah! Woo! <laughs> please, uh, please go and check it out, folks, and, and do enjoy all the tracks in their in their uh, washing machine glory. Um, what, what brand oh, of washing yes. machine do you have? Because I was going to say it'll be, be the Westinghouse sound or something like that. Every time oh. you use a every time you use an appliance in one of your tracks, I think, it, I think Abby has a Fisher and Piker one, but ah. like that's a weird thing to remember. I don't know why I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Some German name. They're all German names. It's all good. There's an umlaut True. in there somewhere as well. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, VK, hey, it's baby. been far too much fun, and I know time flies, but uh, I believe you've got some. You've got a busy afternoon ahead of you. Um, I have. I'm ironically meeting Prince for the very first time. We've been planning a tour for three months, and we've never met. She never mentioned either. She did, or I've forgotten. But yeah, I don't think she mentioned <laughs> that you hadn't met. And I was like, oh, it sounded like you guys had like known each other way back. You go back, you know, yeah, old Dunedin mates. Oh, all good. No, I'm surprised you haven't met. Nah. So. No, I did the old uh, cheeky Instagram stalk and slid into her DM, and I was like, I like the music to go on a tour. Classic, yes, classic, classic, exactly. You must must um, be a must be a you must be an absolute um uh, must be an absolute tiger on the tenders sliding in, oh, sliding in the DMs. I had uh, I certainly had some great liners. Um, oh. I can't remember honestly. My my well, then they're not that shocking. great, are they, Veronica? 
How could they be not. good? How could they be that good if you don't remember them? <laughs> Man, oh shit! I'm so sorry. Now I'm swearing. I'm just bright red. You can't uh, see, but I am. No. Well, I, I better let you. <laughs> This has been amazing. Oh, this is such fun. This has just been off the rails, folks. I hope, I hope you enjoyed that. And uh, please go and support VK's music and, yeah, obviously check out where she's playing. Um, go and check her out. If you're in New Zealand, go and, go and, visit, go and see her if you haven't already. But yeah, Australia, thanks. Australia, I'm coming for you when 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 I'm allowed. <laughs> but no, there was honestly, it was the plan. Like by now, I mean, my whole schedule's been kind of ruined. Like with every, same with everyone else. But yeah. like, I was supposed to be over there right now, so that's annoying. So watch this space. This I will. I am coming for you. <laughs> I have heard that that's that's the same. Like so many artists have said that to me. So yeah, I it's, know. You can take comfort in the fact that we're all suffering silently. <laughs> Yeah, at least it's all of us and not just, you know, just It's one. all of us. We're all in this together, as they say. Uh, but We're all in this oh, together. No. Oh, no. That, that's been in so many ads. It fucking- ah. The song's in more than five ads. I hate the song. Oh. <laughs> um, Higher, Higher Love is an amazing song. I love Steve Winwood, but it's in so many fucking ads. Um, it's like a shitty piano v- cover. It's always a shitty piano cover. Like the, the there's a reason why the original is, is brilliant. Anyway, I I, I digress. Uh, VK, thank you. I better let you go and do whatever you need to do. But um, thank you again. And please take care. Look after yourself. And um, you know, look after look after all the farm animals for me. And uh, give us a moo and a bar whenever you feel like it. So, oh, <laughs> is that cool bananas? Cool bananas. All right. Now this this one you said was one of your favorites. Off the one of your standouts, virus. It's obviously not yeah, about about the. No. Okay, let's not mention. No, not we don't mention the c. We don't mention the c word on this show. Oh, sorry. Uh not not the not the c not the <clears throat> virus. Uh it's it's the virus of the mind. Okay, okay? so um yeah, those oh, okay. who have mental illness who are listening to the show, um this one this one goes out to you. Yeah. Yeah. 13, 11, 14, if you ever need to chat to someone on, on Lifeline, although I think, as I mentioned, when we were talking to Prince, I think it's it's not the same in New Zealand. <laughs> I think you guys have got uh, another another one. We do. Um, one moment. I should know this off by heart, actually. Um, so, 0800-543-345. That's 0800-543-345 if you're uh, in New Zealand. Brilliant. Uh, thanks again, VK. I think that's the third time I've said it. Third time's a charm. Um, we'll, we'll pop it out. Here's Virus. Do you want to take us out? Tell us who you are and what you're listening to. Cool bananas. <laughs> oh, third time's a charm. Hi, uh, I'm VK and you're listening to Virus from my Fine Lines EP.
This is Turch, the CFO of the We Only Do One Take podcast, the only podcast on earth that is a complete shit show, and you're listening to Bar Talk.
And you were just listening to Ton of Bricks by Cassidy Ray. Awesome song. Awesome song. And just before that, you were listening to Virus by VK, who, uh, which was just as awesome. <laughs> Thank <laughs> In you. In different ways. <laughs> Glad my choices are brushing off on you. <laughs> I'm getting better at my Australian music. What can I say? <laughs> He talks about what guitar strings Frank Zappa was using. That's my upright up my alley. But Australian music, that's a different story altogether. It's a different beast to learn. I do hope I'm rubbing off in terms of the good music. So, uh, back on that other podcast that you've, you've, you've shared the times with, you can talk about the shit songs. We're the, oppos- yeah. we're the polar opposite. We talk about good, good songs. <laughs> Uh, look, it, it, it's, an always an equal, it's always an equilibrium. There's like a nice bell curve of music and you've got to talk- Some podcasts have got to talk about the good stuff and some of them have got to talk about the shit stuff. And I like to think that here I get to talk about the fun and the exciting and the cool and the new stuff here. That's, you know, it's a good balance for me. <laughs> Damn straight. Damn straight. All right. We should talk about the song we just played too. Cassidy Relay. Cassidy. Cassidy Relay. Re- relay that properly, Daniel. It's Cassidy Ray. <laughs> now, Cassidy is absolutely. She's about the most wholesome human being you can meet. I've had the absolute. Pl- I've had the pleasure of chatting to Cassidy. She came on uh, the f- the previous show that I used to do before it was the mm-hmm. podcast. I've had the pleasure of her coming in in person into the studio, and we got all had a good old chat. She's such a. She's as wholesome as your your grandmother's cup of tea. Um, <laughs> And Man, she's, it's so cool to hear, uh, I guess, a modern artist doing that kind of music, like a bluesy, almost honky-tonk piano, like, you know, using classic chords, like Ray Charles-type hit-the-road-jack chords she went to in the, the chorus. Yeah. Oh, she's gone to the Bill Withers school of school of chord <laughs> progressions in this song. Yeah, that's it. Um, you know, just using classic sort of stuff, classic melody lines, classic- uh, chord progressions, um, you know, old school, t- you know, no purely analog instruments. Well, she and- is she is a country artist, so yeah, I, absolutely. <laughs> that's a, so that's the thing. Like this song is more of a bluesy side, which really stood out. Um, so she's mm. massive in the Aussie country scene. She's always hitting uh, whatever charts, iTunes country chart or whatever. Yeah, and she's her videos always get like a hundred thousand views. Like Amazing. country's country's really weird. It's it's sort of closed off as far as a. Uh, community is concerned like it's mm. everybody that's in it like they're they're very closed off but um what i love about cassidy is she doesn't just she's big in the country scene but she doesn't just do country she does that she really brings across her blues and her pop and her rock influences well, i was and- gonna say it's that crossover from the blues like she said bluesy country but almost turning into a pop thing i could hear this like on a yeah on a mainstream radio station and people just be bopping, bopping along to it. You know, it's, it's going to be one of those songs, like, you know, the more notoriety they get, so in like 30 years, it's going to be on Gold FM. <laughs> well, that's the thing. And she doesn't bow to the a lot of the stereotypes of the country music. She's got a very natural sounding voice. So, mm. there is a lot of that crossover potential with her. But mm. apart from that, um, I'll mention it before. I think I mentioned it before when we talked to her. I'll mention it again. She's an absolute fashion connoisseur as far as the dresses are concerned. She absolutely has the <laughs> best collection of, like, the bright-coloured pastel dresses and <laughs> more fashion sense than you can you can poke at a Victoria's Secret model. Uh, <laughs> but, no, she's just- She's a big thumbs up, and honestly, I love I love it when she when I see some new stuff coming out from her, and it's just good to see her still producing. Because normally, right now, she'd be on a cruise ship. She works on cruise ships. Yeah, yeah. And she can't do any of that this year, so she's still no, pumping well, out the tunes. 
I don't think cruise ships are going to be one of those things that uh, would survive COVID as, as much yeah. as everything else will. It's going to be one of those uh, hidden hidden old gems. <laughs> Relics of, of the past. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I've, never quite, I've never quite personally gotten the idea, the, 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 uh, the appeal of cruise ships, but you either get them oh. or you don't. You know, I didn't get one. Then my my parents decided to take us, to, you know, my partner and I on a, on a cruise ship with some other family. And I found out very quickly what the appeal is. And the appeal is, you, it's all you can eat and all you could drink. And very quickly, I understood that uh, I could sit there play trivia all day and just keep ordering beers. And it was a fantastic experience for my dad and I. <laughs> <laughs> there, you've cracked it. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's the alk. It, you know, and sitting uh, sitting in the pool and getting drinks. You, you know, for seven days and then going to a tropical island. I'd, there's not many. You know, not, you know. It, it, as long as you get over the motion sickness, which uh, I was thankfully very safe from, uh, you, you we're pretty good. Pretty good. Don't don't go in a plague year. Just saying, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, just avoid the just avoid any type of plague on a or uh, and you know don't eat the bad shrimp. And you should be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, just make sure you wash your hands every 30 minutes. You'll be fine. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. Stay safe. Hand sanitizer everywhere, I people. Sh- yeah. I should I should mention the old um, old bit of- uh, Mention the other shows, of course, that we do mm. on AMR. As the aforementioned Min Factory is out every Friday um, with Gareth, Smooth Tony, and, of course, Loz. And, um, yeah, then- uh, there's always a couple of rotating hosts as well, but they're going through a lot of the fresh tracks. Ten, exactly, to be precise, of the fresh tracks that are coming out. There are a couple of premieres coming this week, so Ooh. keep your eyes out. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I won't say any more, but watch, <laughs> listen to the episode when it's it's great. They're doing really well. Of course, awesome. for all the heavy tracks that come through AMR, you can go nowhere else but Heavy Reborn out every Wednesday as a podcast Um Recorded, I think, Tuesday nights. I can't remember. They're changing the schedule all the time. I, I don't know. Gareth, get, <laughs> tell them to get their shit together. No, of course, with um <laughs> with Jay and Mick and sometimes Gareth, all, talking all things heavy and interviewing some of the biggest heavy names that are out in Australian metal today. Awesome. And awesome. Uh, not forgetting our newest addition to the AMR family, Zuzi and Anthony, coming out with some interviews with some classic, classic uh, Aussie artists. Jimmy Hocking was their latest interview, actually, which was such a such a steal. He used to play. He's played with the um, Screaming Jets for years. Nice, and he's done yeah. his own stuff. He's like most experienced musician, workhorse musician going out there. And I was having to listen to the latest episode. Give it, do yourself a favor, give it a listen because he went into some stories about his times with the with um, the Screaming Jets and his yeah. And, his and big- there's no excuse not to listen to all this sort of stuff because everyone's in lockdown. There's not much else to do, so you might as well listen. <laughs> Yeah, and, and um, kudos to the Zuzi and Anthony coming up, coming up strong, really improving their, improving their skills. Yeah. Like considering awesome. how brief it's been since they started, they're doing really good. Uh, um, and of course, we should quickly mention your show as well. I know we would normally do this at the end, but of course, <laughs> while we're at it, we only do one take podcast. For those of you that have not heard about the show, please give them the thirty second uh, promo spot. I'm counting. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Oh, look, the, the We Only Do One Take podcast is the only show on the internet that is a complete shit show. We've just recently moved to doing a, the show live on YouTube, and that's an absolute blast because we love to hear from our fans in the comment section. Just give us absolute shit the whole episode. But, you know, if you like uh, to rant about absolutely nothing, you know, if, if you like the Seinfeld and you like uh, people getting really angry over nothing and talking about some hilarious news... And uh, two blokes fighting over about nothing and uh, seeing some cool guests and cool interviews with people uh, from varied, various topics from uh, musicians from the United States, comedians from both the United States and Australia, furries, uh, people that believe the earth is flat. And uh, we've even had people on that are into adult baby diapers Um absolutely get on our show and have a listen we're going to do a whole new topic in in october which we're hoping dan dan here can come along and help us out with where it's gonna it's called wanktober and we've decided because we've already had a feud with a porn star about her own podcast uh we're going to review a bunch of other porn stars podcasts and see how they how they stack up against our own Ah, very exciting times for in october so (laughs) Uh, you, uh, something about something, something. Are you only a fan of this show? Uh, get on to well, we only do one take podcast. You'll be a fan mm. of them too. Absolutely. Wank, wank. <laughs> so you're doing wank. Obviously, wank, wank. Toba. But what are you going to do for yeah. no wank November? Well, we figure we just get, we get it all out of our system early. What, and review then review songs all- by review podcasts by priests. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, we can do that. Like polar opposite. Yeah, completely opposite. That would be great. My colleague and I have always... There's two people uh, we want to get on the show. One, my colleague is a very much an atheist and doesn't like religion at all. And I've always said we get a priest on or some form of denomination of, of uh, like, you know, priest equivalent in another religious denomination to come on and have a chat to him about religion because I'm pretty agnostic when it comes to that. And the other, he wants to talk to a socialist as well. But uh, every time that we've tried... Uh, I can't believe to, I can't believe I have to say this, but getting a socialist on the show to talk about their beliefs um, and how they came to their beliefs—that's what we're more interested in. It's been harder to get one of them on the show than is someone who's uh, into adult baby diapers and wears them every day. So I don't know what that says about the t- people that we uh, communicate with, but that's just the way it happens at the moment. It's just the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> people just can't can't shut up. <laughs> about their about their kinks. Everybody's got to tell. It's like it's like the fashionable thing these days. Turch. Uh, look, I'm very happy that we got a um, a fairy on as well because he was fantastic. He yeah. just you know broke it down. He's Australian as well, so you know to get an Australian perspective on on a culture which I, a subculture which I don't think uh, it has probably has a more negative stereotype in the mainstream if it is mainstream at all. To hear like a really positive story um, out of it was was really cool to hear, and it's just you know. I guess that's the only way you become more accepting. Like for me, just tell your st- tell your story. Let me listen. I don't care what you believe. Like I said, we've had a guy on the show that believed the Earth was flat. I don't care that he believed that the Earth was flat. I just wanted to understand how he came to that conclusion, and that's the important stuff for me. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Uh, catch him, of course, everywhere you get your podcasts. Um, and what's Ooh. the main website for yours? 
Uh, just check us out on Spotify. That's always good. Uh, that gets updated every Thursday. I think we're a bit late this one because of some uh, personal issues on, on our end, but that's okay. And if you want to check us out, if you ch- uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel now, uh, we notify everyone. So usually you can watch the episode live a couple of days earlier, and then the episode goes live on Spotify usually on the Thursday. But yes, yeah, so on YouTube, just search for We Only Do One Take Podcast, and on Spotify, We Only Do One Take Podcast. Cool. That your thirty seconds turned three minutes is up. So uh, enough. <laughs> Be gone. No. Um. <laughs> I see you guys. Thanks very much for having me. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very lenient. Don't worry. That's all right. Time to chat about some more songs. Methinks. Yeah. Couple of um. Speaking of speaking of bangers. Um. Going a bit rocky for the next two, as we normally mm. do around this time of the show. Got some bit of throwback sort of rock and roll here mm. with the next two. The Terrifying Lows is up next with their new single, Everywhere You Go, There You Are. You know, we were talking about this song just before we came on here. I'm like, oh, all I could hear was Arctic Monkeys. Can I say that? And you're like, yeah, in the press release, like, it's Arctic Monkeys S. Like, you know, I'm like, oh, good, because that's all I could hear. And I didn't know if I could say that on the show, you know. But that's, very- that's cool, man. Like, you know, Arctic Monkeys are cool if you're going to copy or, you know, not copy, but like steal ideas from a band or, you know, take inspiration from a band. Arctic Monkeys is, is a great one to do it from. Exactly. Yeah, it's uh, Big Arctic Monkeys and the Queens of the Stone Age. Or mm. uh, was it closer as they condensed to? <laughs> yeah. I always like because those those music journalists they're really lazy. They abbreviate everything, uh, so it's closer for Queens of the Stone Age. A.M. Yeah. for Arctic Monkeys. Um, but no, it's uh, this is the terrifying lows. So the T.T.L. Mm. Doesn't that doesn't that That's stand for something else? Like uh, I don't know, but it sounds like a really terrible uh, illness that you shouldn't, you, you don't want your doctor to tell you about. So maybe we'll just go with the terrifying uh, lows and we well, go from there. <laughs> speaking of contagion, uh, this song is contagious in uh, the best way absolutely. possible. Yeah, no, just some absolutely driving bass lines to start with, and then it sort of builds up to the sort of the louder, louder chorus. Mm. But yeah, no, I just really they're Melbourne based, and it is their first oh, awesome. single. So another lo- local represent uh, another yes. one. For the Melbourne crew, no, it's yep. um f- their first release for this year too. Oh, that's great! It's so it's so sad. That so many artists I know haven't released stuff because they're like we can't tour it. But it's good to see that at least a little that some drippings of of songs are starting to get released. Hopefully next year everyone can get back into the the gig scene. I can finally go back to uh, <laughs> the Tote and and hopefully Cherry Bar as well and. And do all that sort of thing, get back into leasing some live bands. Yeah. A lot of those venues actually got grants this week from the state government, which you would have seen which if you're on the AMR. If you're on the AMR Facebook page, everyone, wink wink. <laughs> uh, we actually reshared the entire list and there's a lot of familiar names in there. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it's I did good see to hear. that. I did see that and I was very happy because, you know, it's a it's a necess- it's not only just about it's not just about the music, it's about having a places for people to go and drink and have fun and share. Uh, experiences with one another and music's just part of that. Indeed. After that, however, we've got another killer one for you um, by Crosstown Killers, of course. I O U. So the uh, not mm. the not the abbreviated way. So just the letters, guys. Don't don't get carried away and type out the whole sentence. But you know, uh, talking about throwbacks and imitations, 
little bit of uh, Oasis vibes on this one, wouldn't you say, Turch? I was feeling that. I was feeling that. But, like, the amount of psychedelic aspect to it. I was thinking back to the 60s, like, Jimi Hendrix on yes. all the acid and playing Woodstock and hoping for the best and ex- and getting the greatest guitar tones ever. But, but like, that you know, fuzzy guitar, old school rock sort of stuff, I think that needs to make a revival. Of, I mean, you know, the new wave, the, the, the new new wave of British heavy metal is starting to, starting to come back as well. But uh, I think psychedelic rock, that should absolutely make a huge comeback, especially, you know, why, why can't Australia be the forefront of that? Yeah, it's, um, it had a very classic chord progression to it, but a very had a bit of a Britpop influence. There's like a bit of tug of war between those two of influences, I thought. Mm. It is um, it's a brand new single to- They're from the Central Coast as well, these guys. Mm. Um, and they're coming out, trying to see if it's part of a release- I don't know. They probably. Oh, that's <laughs> right. They've no. Sorry, this is. I was, I was looking. It's apparently they've um they've only relatively recently had their first EP last year. So I think nice. this is. No, it is. It is going to be coming. I've just seen. It's going to be coming nice. off their second EP, which will be and out later this see, year. And if you want to see, and if you want to see, uh, continue the psychedelic uh, aspect of this, definitely go check out the music video. Oh yeah, because. Because yeah. I couldn't take my- It's like a lava lamp. You can't take your eyes away from it, you know? It's like, yes, it was the one where it's all, um, they're like, it's like the filter, the 60s, like, yep. pattern filters yep. over it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one. And my favourite part about it was the drummer, and you could see the green screen in the back, <laughs> but but it wasn't ironed. <laughs> so, you could see some of the line, but like, you know, I love that sort of stuff in, in you know, um, no. cinematography, it was- but it was great, nonetheless. <laughs> Going for the big budget. That's right. Well, you know. <laughs> well, it's ISO, just ISO creativity. It's, again, another that's example it. of the ISO music video. Hey, that's it. That's it. Nah, cool. We should listen to them. Cool stuff, guys. Uh, we may as well get straight onto it because we've got some more chit-chat after these two songs. Um, and then we're going to do a bit of a oh, alcohol review in your case, or in my case, oh, a non-alcohol review. So, mm, <laughs> yeah, you ready, folks? Bet you are. Absolutely. Here it is, though. Here that well, here they are, to be precise. It is uh, the terrifying lows with everywhere you go, there you are, and then Crosstown Killers with I O U on Bar Talk. We'll be back before you even know it. i 
Hi, this is Shakira, and you're listening to AMR. Yeah, mmm, get a stick that rock and roll up your tainty, dainty place where the sun <laughs> don't shine. I was a bit of cross town because I owe you before I a bit of terrifying lows. Everywhere you go, there you are. Bit of terrifying music there, folks. Hope you really love it. Hope you're enjoying my terrible impersonation of a British accent. Um, I'm very impressed. I was very turned on. What can I- <laughs> it's, it's actually my fetish. Men doing bad British accent. How did you know? Ah, <laughs> uh, you see, that's that's you see, that's what I do best. I'm I guess <laughs> I'm your man. <laughs> I oh, glad yeah. I tickled that feather. <laughs> now. Turch, yes, it's, uh, a new new month. 
And you mm. actually, yes, it is as of, uh, well, if you're listening to when it off, off the premiere, it isn't yet. But let's face it, most of you listen when the, when the podcast comes out as a stream. It is, however, a new day, a new month. And it's, you know, going back to, but you're doing a bit of a theme for October on your podcast. And this podcast, I'm doing a bit of a theme as well. So instead awesome. of, I'm doing, I'm taking, taking a little taking a little break from the main alcohol review and I'm going to a non-alcohol review which hasn't been done in about a year and a half um, for those of you who remember last time I did the non-alcohol review I've conviewed things I think from like kombucha which was a first for me some form of juice I think in the third week um, some other bullshit you know sugar free <laughs> something or other however I was in the shops the other day and actually we should probably play the uh, intro do it um, let's do it yes now it's time Mm, yes, delicious. Um, this is the this is the non-alcoholic review, and I was in the shops as I was saying the other day, going through just to find whatever shit is on special. And I did what I call an impulse buy, Turch. I don't do impulse buys very often, but I just this stood out to me out of and out of morbid curiosity, I had to buy it. It's yep. um, a Pepsi Max. Now you're wondering what's the deal with Pepsi Max? It's so boring. It's like I agree. However, this is a mango-flavoured Pepsi Max. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know whether they were just- They had too much stock at the, the factory and they just- Like, we've got this bunch of mango syrup. What do we do? Let's mix them together and find Why out. Not? That's probably, Why not? That's probably what the, they were thinking. But I am, am, again, morbidly curious. I As a first time for everything, Turch, it's another cherry-popping um, sit-on-the-edge-of-your-seat- Explosive sugar-free episode of this. Uh, I'm excited. Segment. This is this is the most exciting part of the show so far. What are you talking it's, about? Get or get on the review. Oh, hang on. <laughs> so I got the trusty, I got the trusty um, <coughs> Coca-Cola glass. Uh, being a real rebel, it's the um, it's actually should I mention too? A lot of the glasses I drink out of are the this one's at London 2012 commemorative Olympic <laughs> Coca-Cola glass. So. I'm not playing to one side either way. I'm very balanced here. I'm keeping, you know, dead center. I'm, I'm not favoring one side, but uh, I always love to open the bottle. So I'm, I'm really keen to hear the fizz. So you're going to sh- quiet in the back here. Yeah? Bet you heard that up the back. That was a that was a cheeky <laughs> bit of fizz. You better um just put the sound effect in there. That would be where I would put. It. <laughs> just find some clip art sound effect. Like, yeah, whoosh, that's right. <laughs> the nice faded out fizz. P- proper ASMR for you people out there. That's it's an oh yeah. You know, ASMR, uh, the the home of the best Aussie and independent <laughs> uh, lo-fi sound effects. Um, yeah. Here here it is. The pour. Very important part of the uh, mm-hmm. drinking procedure. Mm. There we go. Oh, I'm getting hints of mango with the smell, actually. I, I wouldn't have thought I would have I'd smelled it. I'd be very it. worried if you weren't. <laughs> well, <laughs> but when you smell a glass of normal Coke, you don't really smell shit all. Same with the lemonade. Like, you can't really smell much. Okay. I get that. I Especially get that. when it's a sugar-free one. But I'm getting a hint of- just a hint of mango beyond the, the regular Pepsi Max Mm-hmm. Cola flavor. So I'm going to wait. It- did you bring the bucket to spit it out after you've done tasting it, or no, is it no, going to no, go no, down no, the hatch? No, 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 no. It's got to go down the hatch, Turch. That's how. <laughs> that's how this business works. Right, um, right, let's, right. L- let's do it. Let's give it a taste. 
Hmm. Interesting. That's. I don't know what I was expecting, but I. I. I, I <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like it's a winner. Uh, uh, not a solid nine out of ten. Could be a ten out of ten with the with the right uh, um, the compl- you know complimenting uh, fish or, or chicken dish, but I think it sounds like a nine out of ten. No, I don't count that high. I only go to five. <laughs> oh, that's fair enough. <laughs> that that was. It tastes like Pepsi with a tiny bit of mango in it. <laughs> oh. Well, you know, <laughs> mango bit- overtone. So if you're feeling something a little bit different, but not too different, uh, this might be the drink for you. I give it, give it two and a half out of five October wank fests. Oh, oh that's Next. it. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next. Yes, well, that, that would be that would be my alcoholic beverage. You you are um, sailing away in the uh, the swamp of of uh, we are, of booze yes, Well, first of all, I've got to explain one of the things that we did on our podcast a very long oh, time yes. ago was was my colleague uh, Kieran, the the CEO of the podcast. Yes, uh, we made this long running joke. That we would get commemorative souvenir spoons like your grandma used to collect for oh, yes. the show and give it to every single guest that came <laughs> on the show. And we thought it was a hilarious idea. And ever since then, since episode eight, nine or ten, one of those, I've always said to Kieran, where are the spoons? Where are the spoons? Because he said he would take control of that. <laughs> And it, we're only up to episode 119 this weekend <laughs> coming up when we do record live. But we're finally I've finally gone stuff you, Kieran. I've um I've gone ahead and gone above you as the CEO, as the CFO of the show. The guy that handles uh, finally- all the money, by the way, so I'm not surprised. Exactly. Not that there's any income, but that's a difference. That's, that's the pro- I've been taking that up with the CEO for 100 plus episodes. But I decided to go out and I actually am drinking the taste test out of my own whiskey glass with the podcast logo on it. So, I'm very excited to, to have that in my possession. So, Kieran, in your face, mate. You know. <laughs> And yours are in the mail. They're coming to you so we can uh, uh, drink from them on the live stream. But I am drinking one of my favorite uh, whiskeys. So, for $50, and if you're looking for something different in the whiskey range from um, Dan Murphy's, you could pick up yourself a bottle of Naked Grouse, and it's a combination blend whiskey. And what they do is they put the blended whiskeys. It's from Scotland, so it's an import. They put the blended whiskeys in a... Um, in a sherry barrel, and oh, yes. the barrel itself allows the sherry taste to infuse with the whiskey, giving it a subtle sweetness and nice uh, sherry-type t- uh, overtones, depending on the type of sherry barrel that they get within the whiskey. So, it's quite smooth, especially with a block of ice, just to cheap it, keep it chill. And that's how I've been travelling tonight, on, or today, when we've been recording the show. So, I highly recommend it. Solid four and a half out of five. Uh, for price, taste, and uh, consistency. So, you, you go more into more depth with this review. You're really passionate about it. That's the problem. You, you go for stuff that you oh. really enjoy. <coughs> <laughs> so well, it's either that or I, or I review the bottle of water I'm drinking, and I thought that might be a bit, <laughs> bit boring for what we were what we were doing here. We, we took a trip back a few years back to Dalesford, which is the Victorian capital of um, spring water for us. <laughs> and it's, uh, what is it, mineral waters for its- it's very, uh, very distinctive metallic tasting water. I don't quite get yep. it. Apparently, back in the day, it was considered a healing, you know, thing. It would 
cure you of all ails. I would say it was cocaine at one point, but look at that. That's it's oh. also not not uh, considered that anymore. It was around <laughs> that same time. So that's that's <laughs> the thing. It's you know we've got to put it in perspective. And we were being all wanky and giving it wine tasting notes. Oh, I can taste the metallic aftertaste in this with a subtle, subtle, subtle bitter blend. Like it was just all <laughs> wanky. But it's like I don't get I don't get mineral waters, but you can taste the difference between them. Oh yeah, per, yeah, absolutely. But well, it's weird. Yeah, it's so uh, weird. So I remember going to Europe, and a bottle of water was like three euro. But a bottle of beer was two euro fifty, so I drank a lot of beer in in Europe. Yes, Europe's got a lot of history well. of, of drinking a lot of beer, but not a lot of water. I think it was because they yeah. used to sh- shit in the in the water, but not in the same place that they made the beer. So, <laughs> well, you know, it's fermented. They clean it up. They do all that sort of thing. It kills all the bacteria. It's, it's a lot lot safer. So, if if anything, save water, drink beer. I think that's the old that was uh, the old terrible age. slogan that that people have had on their um back of their utes with a bumper sticker for many a year. We yeah. Back in the old days, though, the olden days, they used to start the fermenting process um, and kickstart it with the bacteria by spitting in the vat. That's well, how they used know. to. That's how they used to kickstart it because the the bacteria in your spit and the acid in your spit would kickstart the fermentation process in the ale. Well, well then- speaking of ale, in, um, the the Guinness in Ireland is still brewed with the same. Um, part of the yeast that they use, like, when uh, it started in the 1600s or 1500s or whatever it was. It's the same strand of yeast that, like, you know, because yeast obviously Mm. grows and ferments and does that over time. It's the same one, so the consistency is always there. Apparently, they accidentally burnt the wheat, and that's how they they got it. Like, somebody accidentally set fire to, like, a bunch of grain. Like, well, what the fuck are we going to do with it now? And I was like, let's try and brew it, see what happens. And then that's how it came about. And like this I, shit I just, is surprisingly non-toxic. Well, you know, as long as it's alcohol, like even the Italians, like well, I remember going there with my family, and they're just like, "Oh, what, what are you going to give us?" Like, "Oh, we make homemade alcohol." And we're like, oh, "Okay, what do you?" They give us the limoncello, and they do like the same sort of thing with, but they do like wild berries. Oh, yeah. and it's like, how do you make it? It's like, well, we buy one hundred percent alcohol or ninety nine point nine percent alcohol, <laughs> and then we put enough lemons and sugar in it until it tastes good. So, you know, after two shots of the thing, you know, it's like 90% alcohol, but tastes like sugar and lemon, uh, you're on the floor and having a great time. So, you know, that's why their economy is in the hole, though. Is that the so classic? So, it, it, is, it is a fine line between having a, a stable economy and everyone being too drunk to actually work. It's it's a fine line. Yeah. So, how much culture does your country have could otherwise be answered by Look, the question, how much use is a bottle of metho other than cleaning <laughs> shit off glass? <laughs> Oh look, Rome owned a lot of a lot of stuff at one point in time. We've got a, we've got a good amount of art. There's a good balance of alcoholics and art there. I think, you know. My housemate <laughs> would always say uh, outside Young and Jackson's back in the nineties, there would be people just uh, all the, the hobos would be sculling vanilla essence because it was the only alcohol they could get their hands on. Because that shit's quite strong, relatively speaking, it is. eighteen to twenty percent. Yeah. And so you'd get a whiff of uh, a whiff of vanilla essence as you'd walk past Young and Dac- Jackson's as of, of a Saturday <laughs> night. Well, I always hate to bring it up, but it's always because of the excise tax that we have here in Australia that alcohol is so expensive. And as a pure libertarian, I do not agree with excise tax, I think. Because uh, oh, we no. get taxed on top of our GST and our income tax. Uh, excise is about 30% of the cost of your beer. You, you're going to go, you, you just can't stop ranting, can you? So, you just- <laughs> if it's about make, uh, paying t- more tax to the government, uh, absolutely. <laughs> 
Oh dear. Uh, well, we better, we better, we better, you know, get the leash back on you before we <laughs> get too right. carried away. This is uh, we'll just a little the, snippet for my show <laughs> of where the what kind of rabbit warren you go down on your on your podcast. Uh, yeah. Let's that's before right, we go right. into the um, talk about the final two tracks for the the episode. Um, firstly, yep. thank you so much for being uh, being an absolute asshole as always. No, that's um, all right, man. That's 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 and, my job. Uh, I do it on this show. I do it on every other show that I go on, and I'm the biggest asshole on my show. So it's it's great. <laughs> asshole in chief over here. No, that's right. Um, that's right. And uh, what was I going to say next? Of course, go and check out. Of course, I, I I'm I'm just so enamored at the moment by your by your <laughs> you know your rants. It's um, go and check out the We Only Do One Take podcast. Of course, it's an absolute holler of a of a way of a show. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll probably see me see me um tossing off at some point on there about some random bullshit. Oh yeah, you better bring a rant, mate. That's and, <laughs> oh, and, and you know I will. I I tend to hold back on this show for as far as the rants <laughs> concerned. Otherwise, it would be all rants and no music. But I'll, I won't hold back on on your that's show. That's right. I, I assure you that. I promise. That's my 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 guarantee to the good folks at home. <laughs> my campaign promise. Excellent. Um, go and check out the We Only Do One Take podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, always check us out and our socials. Um, of course, Bar Talk socials, uh, of course, on Facebook and YouTube, where we put up all the sh- edited interviews. And uh, for AMR as well, check out their socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, maybe get into an argument with us. Please, of course, always check out the website. It's probably the best place to go and um, check out all of AMR's podcasts. Everything is there. Everything's easily set up. Um, I think I said this last week, but again, I redid the Bar Talk website the other day. So it's linked to all of the main podcast players and it's embedded and it's all fancy website bullshit crap. Um, hope you enjoy that. And of course, awesome. please check us out. Um, so that the website is, of course, australiamusiciansradio.com forward slash bar hyphen talk, but also check us out on shows.acast.com forward slash bar talk or wherever you get your podcasts. <sighs> That's my uh, mouthful for the evening. <laughs> You've done well. You've done well. Thank you. Thank you. I don't even script that, so uh, I I hope that impressed you. I'm very actually very impressed because I always have mine written out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Next, next up, next up, a couple of uh, chilled. Going to keep things nice and chilled for the rest of the episode. How does that sound? Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. What is the what is the first song we're going to play? What want to enlighten me? I've got here. We're going to we've got to do serious by uh, Nico. Nico, I would say that how you say it. I was actually wondering that my same. It's it's Neko. I was thinking like could it be could we go for Bogan? I mean, she's from Kiwi. She's from Kiwi. What? She's oh. from New Zealand. Um, so it's probably <laughs> Nico. But uh, as a good old Aussie Bogan, I say Neko. Classic um, Neko. <laughs> no, uh, Nico is a. I believe I'm going to bring up the details, but I believe she's a teen. She's only, she only another teen, another teenager mm. uh, from the New Zealands doing some awesome stuff. Um, and I'll bring up here we are. Yeah, she's from South Auckland. Uh, no, sorry, that was Jay Hustle. So Jay Hustle's <laughs> from South Auckland. Um, Nico is again only 18. So again, young young talent really coming up in the in the world. And I believe this is her debut single. Ah, fantastic. And what a debut it is. How chilled was this? This was some proper R&B. This was- this is, Oh, I was feeling like a neo-soul kind of vibe than, mm. than anything, especially with that, like, neo-soul type of guitar work. Which Is she, is she the guitar player on the track? Or I is, don't is, is she know. part of the band or anything like that? Because that was a neato little guitar sort of stuff. I don't know. It says she's a singer, so- 
Ah, fair enough. And and no no shame in that, folks. Uh, no, no, Nico, no, 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 this is yeah, this is her first single and a cool little, um, very chilled. Again, really just classic R and B sort of production going on there. Hmm. Very crisp, very nice sort of, but laid back guitar work. And again, sort of match the tone of the music video that's out as well for that one on a beach hmm. somewhere. It was so relaxing. I I I felt about three times as relaxed. All the stress just melted away. <laughs> I was digging it. Like I said, Neo Soul's guitar stuff has never, um, like, you know, it's only been a recent sort of dis- discovery for myself as a guitar player uh, to hear that sort of stuff in that, you know, and try to learn a little bit of that sort of thing. So it's something I've always been a little bit more uh, recently more interested in to learn and play in this and that. So to hear it, like, in a pop context, yeah, uh, was really cool to, really cool to hear. But it is, it's, um, <clears throat> I've just noticed that too, yeah, since we've been doing this and since we've been getting more on R&B coming in, it's just the R&B songs really do have some of the most intricate guitar work and intricate guitar lines. Mm. And they never, they're never overstated. They're never out in front. They're always an equal part of the mix. But if mm. you really listen to it, the musician, the musicianship involved in those guitar licks and the guitar lines is always top notch. Mm. But yeah, it's the song's called Serious, and um, yes, she's also an Auckland-based artist, so uh, Auckland represent on this show. But it's out now, so please give it a give it a spin, and mm. give the video and the music a spin when you can as well. Mm-hmm. After that, we have another again uh, going even more acoustic. Um, Sabrina Ives' brand new song "Living Hope." Um, I thought we'd have to finish on a very wholesome track. This was. <laughs> This was, um, yeah, cool. It's just we haven't had too much, hopefully, acoustic stuff come in the last few weeks. Mm. And what really stood out for me for this one, again, young artist, only 20 years old, from Perth. So, I think this is our only Perth track of the evening. Um, just the notice, again, on the instrumentals. But what I've noticed is with an acoustic song, and if you're going to do it and only record it acoustically, you've got to make sure that you have a bridge that stands out structurally. Mm. This song delivered on that because there was a total change in the chord progression on mm. the bridge on this one. Yeah, it goes from like the- uh, All I could hear in the back of my mind was the chord progression from 21 Guns by Green Day. And that's a really terrible uh, comparison to make. <laughs> uh, so, very sorry, Sabrina. That was terrible. But that's all I could hear in my head. And I was trying to think of the other song, but I, uh, another song that had the same progression. But that's all I could hear. But the acoustic type uh, uh, ballad, great stuff. Really folky type singing, like folk- like not world music, but like, like I can I, I could hear. Remember that song, the Mummers Dance, like yeah. that lady, and I can't remember. But like almost like um, Irish vocal yeah. lead sort of stuff. Really great stuff. Really yeah. like different to everything else that was again really different to everything else that was on the list today. I'm trying to think because I think I remember reading somewhere when I was looking at it. Just right, she's got. Um, either, she's very much influenced by Irish and Welsh music oh. and other Celtic forms of music, and so I did pick that up in her in her vocal tone. Oh, very sort of expressive, you know, timbre in her, um, in her singing. I was gonna say in her the vibrato, the way that she was like mm. uh, doing those, like holding long notes with the vibrato, and and the, even the melodic choices within her vocal range, and the obviously the acoustic guitar sort of stuff that's really common in yeah in, um, in, we, in uh, folk type music. We haven't had a lot of the songs lately that have just gone for the the really beautiful open chords like this. Mm. So it was yeah, it was cool and um, classic classic cowboy chords classic cowboy <laughs> chords yeah we've had a few of them this evening actually uh, but no this is she's, she's only released this is like one of her 
This is her second single, actually. So, because yeah. after her, her first one for this year. So, nice. it's, yeah, been written specifically about COVID and the sort of the, the hope that she can give to the world. So, uh, we do try and keep things positive occasionally here. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, girls, both of you, really good stuff. Both Nico and Sabrina, awesome songs. The song's called Living Hope and it's Sabrina Ives and they're both out now. I think that's about it for this evening. I think I think we've covered a lot. <laughs> I think we've I think we've shit talked for far too long. Absolutely, we it's always the case when we get on the phone with each other. Oh, it's like it's like we're an <laughs> old couple, old married couple. That's right. That's right. We always finish each other's <laughs> sentences. Sandwiches. Oh, oh. wait. <laughs> <laughs> but here it is. Actually, do you want to get, do you want to take us out on these two? Yeah, search? absolutely. So first up, you're going to hear a series by Nico. And then you can listen to Living Hope by Sabrina Ives. This has been the Bar Talk podcast. You've been with Dan and me. I'm Turch from the We Only Do One Take podcast. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you. Um, Come over here, Turch. You're going to read me a bedtime story and kiss me goodnight. (laughs) No worries. So true, no, I hate to admit it, but I've got to go uh, Harder to have a normal conversation without my eyes rolling around Rolling around, yeah My point is How many times do we talk about the same damn thing? Like negative things, never positive things Put me on the water, please, I don't have to pretend Oh, mommy, I just get so tired No, mommy, don't mind me No, mommy, I just get so
stopped We watched time creep away Is our hope fading? Why can't these worries die? Everyone's watching Too scared to breathe Does he or she carry the answer? Radio.com